The following was created specifically for the wellness revelation, The Journey, a movement of people towards the heart of God. To learn more about this movement, go to revelationwellness.org slash book. everybody and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton and I'm excited today to continue the conversation of being on the journey with you. Listen, if you're not in the journey, if you don't have a copy of the book, The Wellness Revelation, please, by all means, listen to this podcast You are, or this episode. We're talking about matters of the heart, about the love of God, right? And, I, and really what we're going to do today is not mince words about the love of God. We often look at it as something kind of needlepoint. Isn't that sweet? Oh yes. Like, like the warm blanket kind of thing. And it is, but hear me when I say, when Paul talks about it in Ephesians 3, 17 through 19, when he talks about the height, the breadth, the length, the width of God, that we might know this love. This is a heavy verse. I think the love of God is not this little stuffed animal that we kind of snuggle into. It is the, the weightiness, the glory of God. This is where Moses would say, show me your glory, God. It means show me your love. And, uh, and, and God says, well, it's kind of big. I'm going to have to have you turn. I'll come along your backside because it's so big. But he also invites us to come near. Come on, come for more. You want to be strengthened in my love? Come close, but let's first address what's keeping you from my love. Um, this really is a wholeness message, you guys. The whole the whole gospel is, as you know, but I want to get this love so deep into your body that your workouts, your food, your relationships, your words become the response, the outpour of knowing how loved you are by God. Do not be a person who just says they love God. Let God love you in a deep bedrock foundation, getting your hands dirty kind of way. And that's what we're going to do today, talking about the strength to know the strength of God's love, the strength to strengthen love. We're going to do that today. So I um, also want to say thanks for leaving a review. You guys, would you do that right now, right now on your phone? If you are on an iOS, you can just hit and stop, hit pause, hit the little magnifying glass, punch in Revelation Wellness. It should take you to the page that has our logo and, and explains it and, and scroll all the way down. Most likely somewhere it will say leave a review. And all you got to do is just type something in. It helps this podcast to be found by people who would not expect to find it otherwise. So thanks for keeping us in the top 200 of all health podcasts. And we are now over 1 million downloads. 1 million. Bit by bit, seed by seed, this is going out. I think our sweat is watering the soil. So well done. Well done us. Everyone, yay us. Good job. Good job, God. Thanks for getting us on board this way with what you're doing. All right, so you guys have a great day. I look forward to talking to you again in our next episode. If you want to leave me any uh, information, email info at revelationwellness.org. Uh, you can also, if you find me over on Instagram, at Elisa Keaton. I love uh, hearing your feedback over there too. Um, even song suggestions for revving the word. 
Uh, follow us at, at Revelation Wellness on Instagram as well. And um, head over to the website, revelationwellness.org, to see all our goodies there. We have so much more for you there. It's, I can't even list it all. So let's stay connected. All right, you guys, have a great day. Peace. All right, so we're going to get going and talking about this week. Like I said, in this journey, every week I come onto a Facebook Live. I will turn this into a podcast as well. But we're emphasizing and enlarging and unpacking more of each week. And as we've known this week, our verse, Ephesians 3, 17 through 19 says that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know this love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. It's a funny statement right there to know something that surpasses our ability to know. But yes, this is the love of God to know this love that surpasses the knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God, filled with the fullness of God. You guys, if we were filled with the fullness of God, there would be no need You would have no real need if you were filled with the fullness of God. That's peace, love, joy, contentment, kindness. You wouldn't find yourself with an anxious thought if you were filled with the fullness of God. And that's what Paul's trying to get after. He's like wants them to be mature, complete. He wants them to grow up and into this love of God. But it is a big love. That's what he's saying. He's actually going like, I am praying for you because this is such a big concept. It will blow your mind. It's not going to fit into your box. It blows it open. So it's like, what I want to say about this verse is I think we often think it's very coffee cup. Oh, look how much God loves us. It's so big. Mm, Height and depth and width. This is not a flimsy verse. This is actually like a crazy big, big, um, it's a PhD verse. (laughs) Like, here's what I know. When I cannot have the love of God, when I feel distant from the love of God, and I know that when I don't have love, joy, or peace, when I can't have a kind thought, when I'm anxious. Let's just drop the pin on stress, can we? Because 95% of all disease and illness is connected to stress. And I can say, I think if you're above the age of like one year old, maybe even more, you know stress. No, you know stress. Babies can experience stress that I'm hungry, I need it now, this cortisol that gets released in the body. I mean, it's there to help us get a need met. Stress is not a bad thing. Stress is actually something that can help us wobble in and out of what we need. It's when it gets so high that we're constantly at this like, this constant hum of like the shoe dropping. If the shoe drops, you know how you know this? This happened to me. I went through a really hard time recently in the month of like March of last year. Just like, like one of those where the world comes crumbling down, your world, things, you know, and let me just say, following Christ does not mean you are going to be uh, safe from. It actually means these things are still going to happen. But now I have a new ability to respond to these things now. Six months ago, I was so stressed out. My job, the work, the striving, the everything that I was doing, trying to bust free from an old life to move to a new life, that finally God called me into a timeout, like full on. I had to step away. I thought maybe this ministry would stop. Like I was ready to roll it up. Like I could not stand me anymore. Anybody? 
This is when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. You get so tired of the same thing. that You're like, if God, if you don't save me, I'm done. I cannot. <laughs> and we have those seasons and I've had them and then one recently. But I can remember that in my home, if my kids would break a dish or there was like a sudden disruption, in my heart, it would like, <gasps> there was an elevation, like a, just a response, right? Anybody? Come on. And there's this, ah, uh, the, and then I would, in a response, get big and say something like, what'd you do? Or there would be like a, you know, what comes out of the heart is what's going on. Or what comes out of the mouth tells you what's going on in the heart. And I would have that response. And I'd always be like, why am I so like, and I, I you know what, I'd call it passionate. <laughs> you call it passion, or I'm just really in tune with my emotions. No, I'm just really stressed. I've been stressed pretty much my whole life. We look back at chronic childhood adversity, things with uh, things in your childhood. Listen, I just know that if you could nail this food and health thing, you would, but this goes way back. This goes way back to the beginning. Somewhere, someone told you a lie, somebody hurt, and then we began to build a worldview around us to protect ourselves from being hurt. So for some of us, we get big, and for some of us, we get small. For me, I can get big. But I can remember when God pulled me into that season of rest, like honestly, like flatline, I didn't work. I stepped away from work. I stepped away from everything. I just went numb. I, you can listen to some of the podcasts on that. I didn't even, God even said, no more studying the Bible, nothing. You're just going to sit here with me and we're going to rest. And we sat and sat. And as I did that, so that's why meditation, sitting in silence, letting God just love you. Don't be... The people who say they love God, but have never let God love them. Don't be those people. That's religion. People that say, I love God, but you've never let God love you. You will continue to do the thing you don't want to do and even call it holy. So then I realized as I was on that little bit of a vacation and kind of just sitting and like losing my life, just like I got nothing. I'm, I am flatlined that uh, one day my daughter knocked over um, like a bit, like it was a big splash, clink, it all went everywhere, crashed water. Uh, I don't even think it was water. I think it was milk or something, literally spilled milk everywhere. And I didn't have like, I was like, huh. It was the ability to just kind of observe it. Like, hmm. And I was just listening to a podcast today and it was a more of a secular podcast about, you know, because this whole mindfulness and self-actualization, like the whole world's looking for it. They're just looking outside of Jesus. Nobody wants to give up their life to find their life, really. So they're kind of constructing a worldview outside of Jesus. And there's still good truth there. And so I was listening to it and this woman was saying how she knew she was recovering from her lifestyle of stress when one day... She was in bed and she felt something on her foot and she woke up and she saw a cockroach on her foot. Now, most of us, if we found a cockroach on our foot, we would ah, freak out, right? But she said she just opened her eyes and was able to just look at the cockroach and it stayed on her foot. And she said it was an outer body moment for her of complete awareness, like complete presence. I'm here. This is going to be okay. Like, I think that's what we're all going for. Amen? Come on. Would you rather have that or lose 20 pounds? Let me ask that. Would you rather have the ability to hold your peace, to be fully present, to not speak death, to have a hopeful thought, to just hold on. You're on holy ground. It's holding holy ground. Would you rather have that 
and or 10 pounds lost. Come on. I know I'm talking to the people that say, give me the holy ground. Please just let me, let me stay here. That even if the mountains crumble, even if I can hold peace, I know that God is good. I'm living from eternity, not for it. I know that I'm living from heaven to earth, not towards heaven. I'm already in the kingdom. That's why Jesus kept saying so many times, the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is near. It's right here. So when the cockroach is on the foot, you can be like, okay, that's when you know you're healing. And this takes strength. It takes strength. It's not just band. This scripture of Ephesians 3.17, it's not... Lord, let me know your love because my, now back to my thought, when I can't know his love, there is something. I am at war. I am weak in my thoughts. I have been weakened by something. I let something in or something jumped on me because it's just life. It's just going to happen. But how did I start responding? If I start responding in fear, anxiety, and trying to paddle my way back up the river, I'm going to just throw, throw the oars, oars in and say, forget it. Instead of holding on, noticing that I'm weak, and then building up my strength again. Because this verse is clearly saying that you may have the strength to comprehend. So when I can't fathom God's love, I'm actually, I'm, I'm in a weak thought. I'm in a weak moment. I don't have the strength to comprehend it. Because Paul's saying, if you really want to know this big, vast love of God, you're going to need to prepare yourself and get strong. What? What? You're going to have to grow in strength. If you want to even begin to understand, he's saying, I pray you have the strength to even comprehend this big width. And then even he, and then he closes with, and even when you understand it, it will blow your mind. It's going to be bigger than that. Come on, you guys. I'm convinced that if we knew how loved we are, I, I don't even know. Fa- you know, you know, Facebook would exist because we would be really good at just connecting and loving people without needing something in return, without desensitizing from the word, without using it as a, as a numbing device. We, we would, we wouldn't need the validation of the likes or the comments or the growth. Like, it would just be love. We would just really go, this is amazing. Life is great. I get to participate with you and you and, and I'm not keeping score. That's a love that Paul's saying, really, I'm, I would really like you to have the strength to begin to understand this. So I am talking about strength today. This strength to know love because here we all run around, all oh, you guys with your hearts and stuff. We all run around saying, I want to know the love of God. I love God. I love God. But we don't really know the love. And then the truth is I need the strength to even know. I need the strength. God, strengthen me. So today we're going to talk about how, what gives us strength and how can we strengthen ourselves, strengthen ourselves in the Lord, strengthen yourself, prepare yourself so that you would continue to know and walk in this love. And that when you're not strong, you're able to recognize it. You're able to go, oh, I'm weak here. Okay, what do I need to do? I need to build up my strength again. The word strength that's used here, it actually means the strength of where strength comes from. <laughs> Paul's saying, I hope you can have the strength of where strength comes from to know this love of God. So that means that str- strength has a source. There's a source to strength. And Paul's saying, I pray that you would know the, the, the source of this strength so that you can enter boldly in. That will get you ready because if you're not strong, it's going. It's, you, you you'll be blown away. 
You, you won't be able to hold it. You'll be like the, the sower of the seeds where the seed goes on, um, saw, on, on hard soil and just will get taken away. So what do we need to do to strengthen ourselves to be ready so that we know the Lord? Because I want you to stay strong for the days ahead long after this journey is over. Well, first we have to recognize that again, it's a source, that strength comes from a source, the strength of strength of source, the, the source of strength, where it comes from. Now, the world would say, I'm strong. I'm, I'm strong. I'm just, that's who I am. And that truth is, no, you're made strong. Strength is a gift and it's something you grow into. Ask a one-year-old to bench press 30 pounds. They, they can't do that. Ask a one-year-old to do a 50-yard dash. They, they can't do that. They grow. And, and strength is an inside-out thing. It's not an outside-in. I have to, if it would be abusive of me to throw a 30-pound weight on a, on a toddler and say, now run. No, what we do as parents is we strengthen them. We get them ready. We encourage them. We tell them, you know, the next time we can race to the mailbox. And we slowly, but it's because they believe that they can. It comes from an inside source of, I think I can do this. And then they take the chance on becoming it. Strength is a deep down knowing place. It's that it's why Paul's saying be rooted and established in this, that the source comes from within you. Huh, little Star Wars. It already it already is in you, but you gotta feed it and manifest it and grow it because when you grow in the source of the strength, then you will be able to comprehend. Then you can know. So I have a I have a question I'm gonna ask you over and over. What gives you strength? We have to realize this. What gives you strength? Okay. If I didn't know God or anything, I would say, well, I just, I do hard things. Like if I do hard things, I get stronger. If um, I, I take a risk, then I get stronger. And I would say, yeah, that's, that's true. That's totally true. You will, that's self-development, right? Like they'll say, you need to increase, you got to enlarge, you got to do uncomfortable things. Uh, you have to almost step outside of what is comfortable for you and then you'll grow in strength. Yeah, but let me ask you, why? why would you even want to do that? Because you're made to increase. So there's this, I want to take up some more territory, but it comes from the inside place first. Even though you might be motivated by a deceptive, like I want to be like them or I want to have that many followers, right? Because we can be motivated by an unhealthy desire, but it's still something inside me says, I want to grow. I want to increase. It just doesn't happen to us. We have to pursue it. We have to lean into strength. We have to lean into it. So what gives you strength? The first of all, the first thing you need to know about what gives you strength is you have to be able to recognize this for the people of God. If you want to grow in the strength of the Lord, if you want to grow so that you can comprehend this love. First thing is you have to be able to recognize that you're weak. You have to be able to recognize that you have a desire to grow in something you don't have. So I wanted to grow in patience and kindness because I knew this stress life of mine was leading me to like a lifestyle I didn't want to live. I had a weakness. I knew what I was wanting. I knew that that would be, right? Because I said to you, <laughs> would you, would it be worth it if you could just hold your ground and not lose 10 pounds? Like if you could just still hold your peace. Like I knew that was possible, but I, I would lose it. It's like for those of you that keep looking back on the scale, you keep hating and shaming your body, 
or you keep saying if only then. You keep getting back into the boat that tosses about in the waves instead of, nope, I'm going to stay on holy ground. Unless Jesus calls me into the boat, I'm staying here. And I have to recognize, though, I have a weakness. Paul had weakness. Paul was able to say, I even boast in my, it's actually in my weakness that I know more of Christ. And that's why the first thing is you have to be able to drop the pin on there's a weakness here. So uh, one of the things I talk about um, if you're in a licensed facilitator group, this week they learned a video all about emotions and getting our emotionally soberness. Uh, you have to be able to every day in any moment check in with your heart and be like, especially if you feel like oh, I'm losing my peace. Oh my gosh, I'm losing my strength. I'm beginning to think negatively of God. I'm beginning to be bitter with people. You can feel it move down to the limbic part of your brain, the brain stem, rather than up in the high place of the prefrontal medial cortex where you can reason, have compassion, you can imagine, you can create. That all happens up high. But as we start to move down into that lower reptile brain, we have to be able to recognize, oh, I'm weak. Now, because when we're weak, then we're strong. Let the weak say, he is weak, we'll be strong. God will say, I'm coming for that. Great, you need me. This is all about relationship, you guys. We have a need. It's in order to foster relationship with God, not so that we just get a need met. He's not a genie. He's a father. And he doesn't plan to graduate us and say, see you later, write me a letter sometime. No, like constantly in, like Jesus saying, I can only do what the Father does. I'm abiding. I remain with the Father. There's no moving out of this house. Like we are going to grow and expand the castle and get bigger and people come in and have more places to rest and then be sent out into the battlefield and come back in. This is the family monarchy. This is the business that we're in. But the, the people of God are able to be sober. I ask these questions and, and say, you have to be able to recognize, am I mad? Am I sad? Do I feel bad? Am I scared? Or am I glad? Those are kind of the big four. Mad, sad, bad, and scared. You can kind of drop it. Am I mad at something? Who am I mad at? I'm mad at God. I'm mad at my husband. I'm mad at my kids. Am I sad? Do I feel sad about the loss of this person's life? Do I feel sad? Am I sad because I feel like I'm losing? I'm missing out. FOMO. Sad. Am I scared? Do I think I'm going to be left behind? What am I afraid of? We have to be able to be so sober to the heart so we can recognize the weakness. Then we can go to the source. That's the only way. Strength is an inside out job, but you have to be able to recognize weakness. As a personal trainer, if I'm going to train somebody, I assess them and I find out what is their weakness. What can we work on to make you more whole? Oh, I see your outer thighs are kind of weak. That's probably why you have this knee pain. Let's strengthen your outer thighs so we can take away that knee pain. I don't say, let's do more leg lifts. <laughs> we'll just train it harder. We'll just put more weight on and hope that we won't find the dysfunction. We have to find the weakness in order to strengthen. So when Paul says, I need, I want you to have the strength to comprehend, we have to be able to drop the pin on where am I weak. Amen? This is what, welcome to Revelation Wellness. You're the job. Do the work. You are the work. Not them, not anyone else. You. If you do the work, you will be free. And then others will get free. The second thing of what gives you strength Again, it's an inside out place. Strength comes from what we intake. 
what we input. The body is a wonderful message of the gospel. You can teach, say, any, any, anything in the verse of the Bible, any verse in the Bible, any teaching of the Bible, and you can find that the body itself is a fingerprint of that same message in some form or fashion. But strength comes from the inside. If I don't have food, if I don't have nourishment, I won't be strong. <laughs> if I don't have water, hydration, I won't be strong. It comes from a basic place of you've got to take care of yourself. What are you putting in? And, and I have to say, this is, this is true of what are you putting in? What are your eyes looking at? What information are you taking in? What conversations do you entertain and put in your ears? You guys, I'm not... Hey, my friend Jessie uh, released her book today. It's called... Um, what's it called? I should know it. I've seen it a million times. Stand, Dance, Run. Or Dance, Stand, Run. Dance, Stand, Run. Go get it. It's a great book. It's about this, this holiness that we're forgetting. That we want the power of God, but there's no power of God unless we have holiness. Which is, by the way, just another word for wholeness. Which is another word of saying, I, I take care of this. I steward this. I am careful about what I put in what I give my affections to, what I spend my time on, what I worship, what I value at high most. Because the world is not going to do it for God. They're, it's going to get harder to worship God. It's going to get harder. And I dare I say, I think we're, we're going to head to a time where if I was to wear a shirt with the name Jesus in America, I think it's going to start to be absolutely frowned upon. I hope my right never gets taken away. But I know that the church, the early church, was persecuted and they had so much power. I think there's a correlation. <laughs> so we intake. What are we agreeing to? What are we saying? This nourishes me. This, not so much. Well, if I had the time, I could give you a story on that. And I don't. I want to stay focused today. But you're going to have to say no to some things. And even if people think you're strange. And even if. But you can do it in a bowing out. In a bow out kind of way. Not in a beat your chest. I'm better than this. You should know better kind of way. But a like... I'm going to have to bow out. I bless. I, I'm praying. I'm with your yes if it's growing you in freedom. But for me, I'm bowing out. What do I intake? This goes down to Instagram, Facebook, all of it. You guys, you're going to have to feed yourself well. Feed yourself. Mostly, the Word of God will grow. The Word of God is going to grow <laughs> this place of strength, of being able to know and to comprehend. Feed the source. Feed the source. Strength is an inside-out matter. I keep saying it. So matter matters. So let me say this um, as far as strength goes. Um, this is a pencil. It is made of matter. It's made of wood mostly, and wood literally is, there's an element chart, right? We have everything in the world, my body included, everything is made of elements. A periodical chart is a part of the physical world. And so there, there's, there's element, there's elements to my skin, there's matter, I matter. If I can touch it, it's matter, and matter matters. <laughs> this right here is a pencil. How strong is this pencil? Whoop. That was my daughter calling. How strong is this pencil? Well, here's the matter. Here's the molecules that make it up. Here's what makes up this matter. It's not that strong. I just broke it. 
right? It's not that strong. It has some strength. I don't think a one-year-old could break it. Might be harder for them. But because I've increased in strength, this is nothing. This here is a metal drumstick <laughs> made of metal. I don't know what kind of metal it is. Probably nickel of some kind. This is the matter that it has been made of. And it is, it's impossible. I, I couldn't break it if I wanted to. And the matter itself is probably more of a bending matter. But you can snap metal if you really had the, the leverage and the material to do it. But this matter, it's an inside out. It's what it's made of that makes it strong. What's inside it? So if I feed myself well, if I feed myself with things that I know I'm going to grow in strength, that I'm actually strengthening myself in the source. The strength of where strength comes from. Keep feeding the strength of where strength comes from. And as you do that, you'll begin to be, oh my gosh, I can comprehend the love of God. It's so big. It's blowing my mind. I can't take too much more. Okay, this is a good day. Strength is an inside out job. And then finally, I close with this. What gives you strength besides... First of all, recognizing a weakness. You have to find it. Otherwise, what am I strengthening? I'm just chasing the wind. I'm just beating the air. No, no, no. What am I strengthening? God, I'm really angry. God, I'm really depressed. I'm sad. Whatever it is, you have to be able to constantly drop the pin. Stay awake. Stay awake. Stay awake. The world's going to tell you to feed that and go to sleep. Take a momentary pill. No, stay awake. Get the strength. Press into the source, the strength of where strength comes from. And you'll grow to know, oh, I'm loved by God. Oh, God's using me. I actually get to be a participant in this hard situation. But finally, what gives you strength, you guys? The source of strength, especially when it comes to God, the root of the matter is rest. Rest. Shalom. That's what, that's the source. That's where we began in the beginning when God created heavens, earth, and set the scene for us. It was all created. The source was rest. Purpose. Rest doesn't mean sleep. That's very different. Rest means I'm not anxious. I have relationship with God. I'm not anxious. God is not an anxious God. We are anxious people. Come on, can I get an amen? We are an anxious people. So when I'm able to realize, that's why meditate, stillness, you can take control of lowering down the cortisol levels and the stress in your life just by learning to sit in quiet. Right? You can, you can take control of some of these things to help foster the source of the source of strength because he's in a restful posture. So people go, well, he should be fighting wars. He should be mad. He is from a restful posture. Rest is a certainty. It's a not a panic. It's not haste. It's not urgency. Because when we have urgency, we lose agency. And he is not about to give up his agency. So there's no urgency. And he knows the times and season. He sets up kings and deposes them. He knows. And he just says, all I need you to know is you can trust me. You can trust me with what you see going on. You can trust me. Just rest. I have it. God's hand is rested over us. That's the one thing I have this vision. When I say God's rested, and we know that his hand is strong, right? We hear in the Psalms, your right hand is mighty. It's mighty to save. Is your two hand too short to reach? Got his arm. We have this picture of this strong, like a, like a forearm fisted God who's strong and mighty. And yes, that's who he is. But his hand is open. 
It is open and postured that we, he says, uh, the Bible says that our names are, rest, are, are, are on his hand. They're engraved on his hand, all of our names. So he keeps it open because he's always looking at those names. Man, I really love Sarah. Man, I really love, I really love Scott. I want someone to talk to Scott today. His hand is open and we rest in that hand as the beloved. He's not having to clench and hold on. Now we do know it says in Luke that uh, Jesus says, not one of them can be snatched from my hand, which is awesome. So it means if the enemy tries to grab you, he goes, no, 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 I'll, I'll snap, I'll close my hand. He can't snatch. I'll pull back like a toddler getting their toy taken away. It says mine. That's what God will do. He'll recoil and go, no, no, you can't have them. And the posture of open handed stays. But if his hand is open, that means when we look around us and we see the world and we see this bill come in or something happens or we hear the words, the anxiety that can come or the sadness or the fear or the scared or the mad or whatever it is, has the ability, if it's not connected to the source and not keeping us remaining or abiding, then we can get up and walk right off of God's hand. His hand is rested. So we stay rested we don't, the most violent thing we can do, it's not, it's not pick up more weapons or throw more scripture around or bang and scream. It really isn't. It's the most violent. If you want to give the enemy a finger, the middle finger, just rest, just rest. You don't, he's not even worth the words. Just, I'm, nope, no, thank you. I talk to the hand, right? It's that whole, I don't have time. I'm going to stay rested. Rest is the source of strength. And we know that for the body too. Without sleep, without good sleep, you're burning the midnight oil, the candle's getting shorter on both ends and eventually we just become crabby, unhappy, grumpy, short people, short-tempered. And then we're kind of just, we're the hypocrite. Like we're, and, and that's okay. It happens. Confession, repentance, get back into the hand of God and rest, fill up on good things, eat, nourish yourself. The strength of the strength, where source of strength comes from. Eating, drinking, resting, right? And knowing your weakness. Uh, I'll, uh, just a final story that it's really true. And where does strength come from? Uh, my mom right now is stage four ovarian cancer. So you can pray for her. Her name is Yvonne. And it's not pretty anymore. Um... We've done everything we can do. I'm praying all the time. We pray all the time. I'm, I'm open-handed with God. I want a miracle. I want the cancer gone. And I'm open-handed with God. But her strength is leaving a little bit more every day. And two things are coming after it. One, she can't eat. The eating, to not be able to eat. It's mostly because of the nausea of the medicine. And so she can't eat. And then if she doesn't take that medicine, the cancer grows and she can eat, but the cancer's growing. And so it just comes down like that's the baseline. It's like, let's get really simple here because we make it about our money, our Instagram, our fame, our this, our that, right? And in the end, we're all headed into eternity. And there's a there's this purity of of, of care and love for ourselves and and how do we, we feed the source of our strength? So to not be able to eat, you begin to lose strength. To not, have, not drink, same thing. It just begins to lose strength. And at the same time, not sleeping. 
I mean, I pray every night. We pray for her sleep, that she'd have a good night's sleep. She hasn't had a good night's sleep in who knows how long. And that's just exhausting. Doesn't it sound exhausting? It sounds exhausting. You and I know what it's like. When you have babies, you don't get a good night's sleep. Eventually, again, the marker of the source of strength is rest, nourishment, intake. From there, Paul says, if you could just have that, if you would just... Be rooted in that place and have the strength there. Then you'll have the chance to comprehend how big and wide and breath and mind-blowing this love is. So simple. Keep it simple. Nourish yourself. Take good stuff in. Take good stuff in. Turn it off when it's bad. Bow out when you need to. Guard it. It's a strength. The source of the strength. Guard it. Stay strong. So Paul would say, stay here. Mature in this. Keep feeding it. Keep feeding it. The world is going to rob you with false substitutes all the time. It's fake food. Don't take it. Feed yourself on the goodness of God. The mercy and the grace and the truth. And the humility that we stand in even in truth. The persecution, the pain, the suffering. Keep it simple. Nourish the source of the strength and you will know the love of God. All right, you guys. I'm going to pray for us all that we would get strong and stay strong because it's then we can know the love. I just feel like, again, we just, we just throw around the love of God like, yeah, his banner over me is love. But meanwhile, we feel really sick and weak and we got to get healthy. We got to do the training of getting strong and staying strong. The strength of where strength comes from. We want the strength of where strength comes from, we pray. Yeah, Lord, we thank you so much, God, that you are the strength of where strength comes from. That we, um, Lord, stand in a world that pushes against that strength. It tries to rip us off, Lord tries to tell us messages of who you are and who you're not and we just we throw it all away in Jesus name God we wipe the board clean like some of you really need to wipe the chalkboard clean like get the water out and clean it up and God we give you the right to take your hand and to write on our heart the words that you have written for us to strengthen us God from the source from the inmost place that we'd be strengthened and from that place of strength God we'd be able to comprehend to know this love lord we want to know your love but we confess we're weak we confess we have disease and disease of thoughts and it comes against the knowledge of you god so back to week five we take it captive we tear it down lord and we're putting it on trial under the light of your love your way and your truth god bring more truth into our lives feed our source with truth and with love with truth and with love god shine the light give us the water the living water lord to feed this strength to grow the strength of where strength comes from god that we would know when we're mad when we're bad when we're sad whatever it is and there would be no shame attached to it god and we could come to you for health and wholeness which is holiness more you in us in jesus name we pray amen thanks you guys so good um I